This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia, and we are powered by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform we use to get all the data we need for our show, from who listens to us all the way to where they are. Podmetrics takes care of all of that so we can make better content for you. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So, if you're a podcaster or want to start your podcast, go visit podmetrics.co and sign up for free. Use our code DOGBEHINDHUMAN. So, hindi lang yun yung dapat pag-aralan. Pati yung may hawak ng aso or your handler na tinatawag is dapat trained din. Hey guys, you're listening to the Dog Behind the Human podcast with me, your host, Doug Coach Francis. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are. Whether you're in the Philippines, you're in the United States, in Europe, or anywhere in the world, magandang umaga, magandang tanghali, at magandang gabi po sa inyo. And we are doing a live FB session today with our good friend. He is another trainer. Okay, and um, I would say na parang yung guest natin for today is one of the f- few trainers talaga na tiwala ako kasi um, unang-una, matagal ko na siyang kilala and I've seen his work. And then, syempre, if you have been following our work throughout the years, ang pinapromote natin dito is uh, force-free training, which is a much more friendlier way of training dogs. And yun yung pinopromote natin. And I am proud to say na parang there's actually a change in how dogs are being trained nowadays, even when it comes to at least the clients that we're getting. Okay, So sinasabi nila, now I don't want to hurt my dog. And we're not really bashing yung mga ibang kaibigan natin na gumagamit ng traditional tools kasi I understand it does work. So, pero again, sinasabi ko nga, if you prefer to use a more traditional approach of training dogs, walang problema. Maybe it will work for you and maybe it works for the dog. Yung style na tinuturo natin or that we're promoting is at least what I think is a lot easier. Okay? It's an easier way to train a dog. Pero, syempre, because of social media, Depende kung gano'ng karaming follower yan sa YouTube or sa, sa Facebook or sa Instagram. Makikita nyo kasi na um, sabi nga nila, birds of the same feather flock together. So kung parehas yung mentality nyo, usually you would try to um, ano yan, gang up. No? Magsasama-sama kayo. You flock together. Pero kung magkaiba, usually nagkakaroon ng friction yan and then uh, it breaks. So kasi tayo, ang specialization natin is pet dog training. Yung pambahay talaga trying to find the balance between the dog uh, the dog's needs and the human's needs so don't tayo nang focus and today yung guest natin okay is the canine search and rescue trainer at top canine ayan and he also is connected with the 107th.4 auxiliary division of the Philippine Coast Guard auxiliary all right. So, sino ba to? Without further ado, let's welcome to the show. Tawag ko daw sa kanya, teacher. Eh. So, teacher Aaron Rodriguez. There you go. 
Hi bro, kumusta? Good okay, morning. Good morning. Yes, Ayan. good morning to you bro and good morning sa mga nanonood. There you go. Okay. So, ang tagal na natin yung schedule dito, itong, ano, itong interview na ito. Uh, kasi sabi ko, if I'm going yes, to be so... fighting a trainer dito <laughs> sa Pilipinas, ang isang gusto kong mga kumbita or maimbita okay, is si Aaron. And thank you so much for uh, giving us a chance to, ano, to have you on the show. And you've been very busy lately and nakikita ko yung mga uh, post mo. Of course, you still train dogs. Pero meron ka din uh, mga trabaho na katulad ng may kinalaman sa rescue at may kinalaman sa aso. Okay? So, Aaron, maybe ano, umpisaan mo muna sa, siguro about your background. Um, paano ka ba nagsimula sa career mo into the dog industry? Uh, yes. Um, actually, 2005, nagtitrain na ako ng dogs, pero it is illegal. Uh, nagsimula ako doon sa dog fighting. Oh! So, nagtitrain ako dati. Yes, nagtitrain ako dati ng mga fighting pit bulls uh, way back 2005. So, 2005, 2007, uh, nung nawalan ako ng work, then may mm-hmm. bayaw, pinagtrain ako for K9. So, nagtrain ako noon sa K9 for how many months, then doon ko na-realize yung ano, doon ako nagkaroon ng, kumbaga naliwala, naliwanagan. Uh, dati kasi, pitbull fight, di ba, for <laughs> sabong eh. Tapos, nung right. napunta ako sa K9, natuto ako doon, Nagpapasalamat ako sa mga trainers ko na naliwanagan ako about sa mga dogs noon. So, doon na nagumpisa yung pagtuturo ko at pagkahilig ko sa sa pagte-train ng dogs. So, doon doon siya nagumpisa talaga. That is an ano, that is shocking para sa akin and I'm seeing doon sa <laughs> Facebook feed natin ngayon and I'm pretty sure pati doon sa mga mga nakikinig ng ating podcast. Coach Yun ano yung guess mo. Ano pala? Engage into ano to pit fighting, di ba? Nakakagulat yeah. ito, no? So, pero teka lang. Syempre matagal mo nang iniwan ito, di ba? So, um, yes. now that you know better, what do you think of pit fighting? <laughs> ano eh, mal, uh, mali eh. <laughs> oh. Pa- pa- <laughs> paano naging mali? Ano ba? Parang meron bang halong parang conscience ng kaunte? Hello? Um, Aaron? Yes, oo. Meron, meron. A- ano yun? Ano yung nararamdaman mo when it comes to that? Uh, Siyempre, dati, uh, nararamdaman ko na na syempre masakit. Siyempre, alagaan mo ng ilang taon, then ilalaban mo siya. Siyempre, sugat-sugat yon or mamamatay, syempre. Mm, okay. So that's horrible. Ano ano yung mga pinakamasama? Kasi this is uh, ano parang bago to no na, na interest ako. Um uh, for somebody who was engaged into that business, alam natin na illegal. Um siguro without naming a few malaki ito, 'di ba? Malaking uh, sindikato uh, behind this. Uh, kasi ako tumulong din ako sa yes. ano, eh, sa Laguna uh, Pit Bulls na rehabilitation or at least yung uh, sa rescue na nagsisimula yes. pa lang yung organization nila. Okay, so napakalaking organization nito, di ba? Yes. Meron ka bang, uh, meron ka bang insight? Kasi, 
illegal kasi so maraming tatamaan tao <laughs> so iniwanan ko na talaga siya <laughs> yan ayan so nagbagong buhay tong si uh, teacher Aaron and yes a- ako mahirap din magsalita no mahirap din magsalita kasi al- at ano eh malalim ito eh malalim na problema po ito as deep as uh, illegal drugs guys so Siyempre, we don't want to put Aaron on the spot here. Hindi naman yun ang topic natin. Siguro anong advice mo na lang dun sa mga tao na parang pumapasok doon sa ganong industriya ng uh, dogfighting? Kasi illegal talaga to Usually abroad, no? Sinasimulcasting yep. nito, no? So, alam ko yun mga nangyayari dyan. Meron, hindi tayo magsasabi, pero meron po mga malalaking tao. So, anong masasabi mo? Yes. Or ma-advise mo doon sa mga taong engage pa doon? Umalis na lang kayo dyan and... Bago na. <laughs> <laughs> Ayan, napaka-simple. Very simple words from uh, uh, once trainer for pit fighting. Okay. And maybe on a later time, we can have that topic. Pero iniwan mo ngayon and then you got engaged into canine training, right? Or mga, anong klaseng canine training yeah. ito? So, lahat naman ng canine training since uh, like uh, search and rescue, search and retrieval, explosive detection dog, narcotic detection dogs, obedience, protection, mantrailing. So, lahat po yan, ano, tinuturo po natin yan. There you go. Okay. So, tinuturo lahat. Pero, dun sa mga... Kasi guys, pag sinabi mong canine, medyo mm-hmm. ano to, no? Considered na it's a service dog work. Pero, malawak. Oo, malawak kasi yan. Meron pang mga, ano, mga subdivisions yan, no? So, kunwari, iba yan dun sa monitoring or protection sa 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 scent work. Pag sinabi mong scent, anong klaseng scent pa yung nide-detect nila, eh, no? Parang yun sa explosive or dun sa drugs, mm-hmm. na ba? Pero pagdating mo sa drugs, anong klaseng drugs din yung inahanap mo, di ba? So, ang dami niyan eh. So, ano sa palagay mo yung pinaka mahirap from your experience na ano na ituturo hanggang sa pinakamadali? Ang pinaka Actually, ang pinakamahirap diyan is yung human remain detection, HRD or cadaver. Para sa akin na in my opinion, ang pinakamadali diyan is yung obedience. Okay. Yun. So So, itong cadaver, the way I understand it, kakaunti lang din yung mga cadaver uh, detection dogs natin dito sa Philippines. Minsan, humihiram pa tayo sa ibang bansa. Tama ba to? Yes. So, uh, kaya kasi mahirap dahil sa training aid management, kung saan kakukuha ng, ng training aid, yan ang pinakamahirap talaga. Okay. Pag sinabi natin training aid, what, were, what are we talking about? Uh, yung mga remains mismo. Actual so, uh, cadaver. So, kasi ano yun? Gumagamit lang kayo ng mga small samples. Tapos, uh, eventually, yun... Pa, paano ba yun? Ano, ano ba, paano yes, yung transportation? Yes, small na? samples. Ang pinakamadaling uh, uh, sample na nakukuha dyan is yung placenta. placenta. Pag may nanganak, di ba? Uh, Minialabas yung placenta. Alright. And Here... blood. Alright. So, ganun kagaling yung mga aso. They are able to... Uh, differentiate different scents. Yes, in, bawat tao uh, may iba't ibang scent. Uh, like yung kung kung African American ka, Asian ka, or white ka, iba rin ang scent niyan. Okay, sige. 
it's really interesting no i'm just trying to really process everything okay not african american ka you're asian uh, na identify din ba kung filipino ka or indonesian or malaysian <laughs> so in, hindi naman bali may may counting difference lang yan pero yung the cadaver itself isa lang din naman yung ano niyan eh yung amoy uh, depende na lang yan kung anong ano na siya kung eto ba bloated na or tuyo na so iba 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 rin ang amoy niyan ah talaga ang galing ah so i i never really realized it am paano yung mga samples na dala-dala niyo konti lang ba talaga yon o kailangan medyo marami-rami para uh, ma-detect ng dog mas maganda kung marami eh kasi kumbaga kung halimbawa merong kang training aid na day old so iti-train mo siya for day old then iti-train mo siya for uh, week old or months old or year okay yun sinasabi so, natin so mo rin na... yung aso doon kaya mahirap okay so yun day old na yun gaano katagal yun scent o yun tao mismo yun age niya age bali eh ano mo ng aging yan Wow, okay. So, we're talking about now doon sa, sa cadaver and doon pa lang, ang dami na pa lang kailangan na take into consideration. So, sinabi ni Aaron, it's about yes. the age of uh, the person and then the race or uh, race, ibig sabihin kung Caucasian siya, kung Asian siya. So, iba-iba din pala yung scent niyan. So, it's really interesting. And then, I would understand na ang mahirap doon, hindi yung training itself, pero how do you get all of those samples? Kasi nagdedicate din siya over time eh. I understand. So, kaya siguro mas madali sa, iyo, sa ibang bansa. Okay, moving on. How about yun doon sa ano naman, uh, scent detection ng uh, mga explosives? Uh, kamusta naman yun, Aaron? Sa explosives, meron tayong batas kasi eh. Hindi tayo pwedeng mag-handle nung ng mga explosives uh, like ammonium nitrate etc uh, meron tayong batas diyan if you are connected to a government uh, like SOSHA uh, pwede dun mismo sa area nila kasi hindi ka pwedeng magdala niyan may batas tayo diyan hindi ka pwedeng mag basa-basa uh, handle din yan ang mga explosive kung wala kang uh, permit galing SOSHA. So, yung nakikita natin na nagtitrain dyan is actually bawal talaga yon kung aanoyin natin yung batas. Okay. So, bawal. Pero you see it on the internet being offered blatantly. Yeah. Okay. Na parang, hey, sent bomb, de- ano, bomb detection, drug detection, para, pero private lang ito. This is not part of SOSIA. This is not part of yes. anything. So, bawal pala yan. Actually, p- pwede, naman, pwede naman sila kung meron silang uh, like scent logic. Uh, yung mga sudo, sudo na uh, explosives. Yan. Pwede yan kasi hindi naman actually explosive yan eh. Amoy lang ng explosives, kumbaga. Okay. So, 
yun ano yun amoy lang ng explosive it's not really the the explosive itself pero ano ba to um, parang yes, scent pa- lang tap bawal ba yon kahit na scent lang no no hindi siya bawal actually yung mga sudo na yan like scent logic pwede yan okay hindi ka uulihin so, diyan yun ah. nga lang yun nga lang may kamahalan kung bibili ka actually siguro yung mga ilang mga seven training materials siguro mga nasa 40 to 50,000 yan ha okay so medyo mahal pala nga talaga no yung ganung klasing uh, equipment pero siguro um, para sa mga pet parents natin dito mas maganda stick na lang kayo doon sa mga ano mga panyunyo na nawawala or doon sa mga food Diba? Fun scent games na lang tayo yes. para sa ating mga civilians. And then let mm. the pros handle that. Kasi mahirap ng paghinalaan. Lalong-lalo na... Siguro baka maka-question din ako pag tinatanong, Coach Francis, bakit ka bumibili ng ganyan? <laughs> diba? What are your plans? <laughs> diba? So, siguro the training itself, walang problema. Pero searching itself, diba? Kailangan mo rin ata ng mga clearances dyan, eh, diba? Kung... Mm sakaling magse-search ka pero yes yun, meron okay so it's so complicated pala no uh, training ng search and rescue hindi siya basta-basta pero yung kanina i think eto pwedeng magawa ito ng mga pet parents diba yun tinatawag natin na man training so siguro explain mo muna ano ba yung man yes. training uh, sa man training kasi um yung scent nung tao mismo yung hinahanap nung dog Halimbawa, yung, uh, meron kasi tayong scent na nilalabas eh. Lalo na kung pinagpapawisan tayo. Yung scent na yon yun yung aamuyin ng aso at hahanapin ng aso. Alright. So, there, that, that's what you call man training. And another thing, yun sinasabi ni uh, Teacher Aaron dito. Alam nyo ba guys, when you're practicing the man training na skill ng aso nyo, hindi nila hinahanap yun ano eh. Hindi nila hinahanap yun Uh, days old na mga scent na naiwan nyo. Ang hinahanap talaga nila dito, tama ba ako, Aaron? Yes. Hinahanap nila dito is yung talagang live scent na talagang susundan nila. Kasi meron tayong naiiwan na trace yan eh. So parang yung yes. scent kasi, nag-dedicate siya eh. Diba? Over time. So ang ginagawa ng mga man-trailing dogs, ito yung ginagamit na parang pag meron nakataka sa, sa, sa preso, diba? Yung mga pumupuga, ito na yan. Man-trailers yes, uh. mga to. Diba? So, Pasok na tayo dun sa search and rescue kasi basically parang parang man-trailing na rin yung nangyayari eh, di ba? So, kasi guys, if you're Pero, uh, ang new ka- to this... Ang kaibahan lang ng, sa man-trailing kasi, merong attack yung dog na yon Kasi pag nakita niya yung man or yung hinahanap ng aso, pwede niyang kagatin to hold yung tao. Then, para mahuli ulit siya. Meron palang kasamang attack to. to. So, yung example natin na meron uh, prison escapee, syempre tatakas ito at ang trabaho ng canine dog is really manghabol and to hold the ano the offender down. So, hindi niya papakola hanggat hindi dumadating ang kanyang yes. uh, handler. Diba? Ayan, sige. Very interesting ang topic natin. It's about search and rescue. Pero, ang gagawin muna natin, magsishort Break lang po tayo. Sandali-sandali lang to, guys. 
Hi, ako si Nonong Balinan. Ako si GB Labrador. At ako naman si James Karan. And welcome, welcome to, to the Kuda! Uy, teka lang. Ano ka ba hindi natin show to? Huh? Ini-invite uh, lang natin sila. Yun naman pala. Ang show na ito ay para sa mga cool pals na hindi cool pals. Pwede nyo rin kami pakinggan sa aming podcast sa Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast at iba pang platforms. At kung pinagtawalan mo si James dahil mali ang pronunciation niya, kupal ka. Alright, and we are back still with our guest teacher Aaron Rodriguez. And ang dami natin natututunan dito. And we are talking about, still, search and rescue. Okay? So, we are, uh, our guest, again, ang dami niyang, ano, ang dami niyang background dito. Canine Director at Poseidon First Rescue and Communication Assistance Group. Tapos, um, he's also a uh, search and rescue trainer at Top Canine, a fire officer at Toyota Auto Parts. And ito yung pinakamabigat. He is a member of the 107.4 Auxiliary Division of the Philippine Coast Guard. Tapos, ang mangyayari din, guys, if you're also listening to the podcast, thank you so much. It's uh, very much appreciated. And we are growing our community bi-weekly. And um, we really, really love it. So, man trailing, tapos papasok na dun sa... Search and rescue, okay. So those yeah. actual search and rescue. Can you give us an an insight from a perspective? Ano ba yun search and rescue dog? Search and rescue dog. Uh, inagamit yan po halimbawa sa mga disasters. Uh, nag ang uh, madali salita nagahanap ng buhay. So before that. Dapat hindi lang yung aso yung tinitrain doon eh. Dapat pati yung handler is dapat uh, trained saan? Trained siya sa, dapat marunong siya ng basic CPR. The same time, marunong siya ng collapse structure. Same time, marunong siya talaga sa SAR. So, hindi lang yun yung dapat pag-aralan. Pati yung... May hawak ng aso or your handler na tinatawag is dapat trained din sa search and rescue. Pag sinabi search and rescue, malawak yan eh. Yun na nga, dapat marunong ka ng basic CPR, marunong ka ng collapse structure. So para safety mo na rin, safety ng mga handlers na dapat eh, may alam din. Hindi lang yung explosive detection dog ka tapos hawak ka ng search and rescue dog, tapos sasaba ka sa, sa operation. So, baka ikaw mismo din is uh, yung safety. Kasi hindi basta-basta din ang search and rescue. Dapat marami ka ding alam para sa safety mo rin. So, syempre, yung safety ng aso at sa safety mo rin. So, yun yung mga isa okay. sa mga dapat pag-aralan. Alright, so I never really realized na ang dami mong kailangan matutunan. No? So kailangan uh, train ka din how to protect yourself, how to protect the people around yes. you, and of course protect uh, your partner na aso. And difference dito, it's not just na parang aso yung nagtatrabaho, di ba? Usually kasi uh, sa uh, bomb detection, ano eh, uh, yun aso talaga 
di ba? At saka sa man training talaga. Aso talaga yung talagang most of the time magtatrabaho. Hayaan mo siya magtrabaho, hayaan mo siya maghanap. Pero dito pala sa search and rescue, eh, where you're looking for that live person or survivor ng isang disaster, kailangan pala mas in tune pala kayo kasi pwedeng manganib din yung buhay ng mga kasamahan mo and even the handler. Tama ba? Yes. Okay, papaano naman yung training nitong search and rescue? Kunare nagkaroon kasi lately nagkaroon tayo ng mga uh, disasters, mm. kunare um uh, nagkaroon ng mga earthquakes dahil doon sa pagputok ng taang, Taal volcano. Okay? So what happened now um doon sa kunare meron nag-collapse na structure kasi meron mga nag-collapse talaga, di ba? Nung pumutok yung Taal, kunare meron na ipit na ano na isang uh, lalaki doon sa debris, papaano nyo pinapasok muna yan? Ano ba yung assessment ng isang uh, search and rescue dog or search and rescue team? Ayun. Bali sa umpisa, halimbawa kung meron kayong operation, unang-una, punta muna kayo sa KIC, the incident commander. So, siya yung magde-deploy sa inyo doon sa lugar na pinangyarihan. So, meron yung incident commander. So, doon kayo magre-report, magta-time in, para ano ba yung capability nyo, ng team nyo. Capability ng team namin is for search and rescue, naghahanap ng buhay. So, yun yung aanuhin ng incident commander. Then, tsaka pa lang kayo di-deploy kung pumayag na yung incident commander. Ngayon, sa so pag deploy na, pag uh, alam nyo na yung place na pupuntahan nyo, syempre, uh, maging aware kayo sa mga paligid. Unahin nyo muna yung safety purse nyo ikaw mismo at saka nung aso mo. So, bago kayo mag-proceed sa isang lugar, is i-assess nyo muna yon yung lugar na yon kung safe ba. So, hindi lang yung aso at handler, meron ka safety officer na kasama, at least tatlo kayong person at isang dog. So, yung magiging isa is yung safety officer mo, at yung isa naman is yung alalay mo, o yung maghahawak ng titingin dun sa aso at sa inyo. Yun yung safety officer at yung isa is yung uh, may hawak ng gamit naman na gagamitin nyo sa rescue. So, hindi lang ikaw at ang aso mo ang didiretso. Kailangan meron ka safety officer na uh, hindi ganun nangyayari eh sa operation na nakikita ko sa ngayon. So, yun yung inaano namin kada may operation kami na tatlong person at isang dog, yun dapat. So, para sa safety nyo, safety ng aso, at sa safety ng lahat. Wow, that's very insightful, guys. You can't find any better guess when it comes to search and rescue than teacher Aaron here. And so, we're talking about search and rescue, and then kailangan pala tatlong tao. What you're seeing right now, in the field, in the Philippines, medyo nagkakaroon pala ng counting lapses. So, Kailan, ano ba yun? Kailangan, kulang lang ba tayo sa tao or kulang lang tayo sa training? Siguro, masabi ko na kulang lang muna sa training kasi sometimes yung iba is, um, hindi ko naman sinasabi or inaaring iba na kulang sila sa training. Pero yun yung totoo kasi. Uh, the more na marami kang training, the more na marami kang malalaman at safety pa rin sa sa'yo at sa mga kasama mo at sa makakasama mo pa. So, never-ending ano eh, training yan. Eh. So, the more na marami kang trainings, uh, mas marami kang malalaman. 
Right. And I can just only imagine that each incident is very special. Iba yun mga scenes, yun scenarios, iba iba. What you're looking for is always the unknown, yun structure, yun lugar. So the training is really intensive. Diba? So usually mga gantong klaseng training for at least the dog muna kasi yun yung focus natin. Yes. So sa dog, gaano katagal ang training? At least two years yung training eh ng bawat isang aso. So if kasi hindi mo masasabi yung halimbawa six months training, si hilaw pa yan eh. At least sa experience ko, two years. Two years. Actually itong uh, meron ako isang cadaver dito. Uh, one year ko pa lang siyang nate-training pero nakapaghanap uh, na to nung uh, May, I think May 25 yata yun eh, na merong nalunod dito sa Kalamba na dalawang uh, teenager na yon na hanap ng aso natin na kadaber siguro ikat, ikat three days, two days yata bago namin nakita yung kadaber doon sa uh, uh, Laguna Lake. So, hmm. ito, masasabi ko, uh, hindi pa, actually, train na yung dog ko for a year, pero madami pang dapat uh, i-train para sa kanya pa. Kasi, hindi pa ganun. Marami pang mga instances na kailangan niya i-training pa. Mga iba't-ibang senaryo na kailangan pa niyang matutunan. So, hindi ganun talaga kabilis ang training ng isang search and rescue dog and search and retrieval dog. So, nagre-range talaga siya ng mga two years bago maging fully trained and ma- actually iba nagsa-certify uh, like sa US, sinesertify yun eh, na maging isang search and retrieval or search and rescue dog. So, so yun, um, trainings, trainings, and trainings talaga. Aha. Okay, so yun doon sa, syempre, we're talking about the dog. Iba pa yung training ng handler mismo, di ba? Or the team itself yes. as a unit. Yes. Okay. Iba pa yung sa dogs at iba pa rin yung training ng handler. Kasi mag-ano mag, kayo eh, kumbaga team kayo eh, team kayo ng dog nyo and team din kayong pupunta sa isang operation. So dapat uh, work as a team talaga. There you go. That's very insightful. I love what we're learning from uh, from Teacher Aaron today on this episode. Again, we are talking about canine search and rescue. Anong aso ang qualified para maging search and rescue dog? Um, ano ba yung mga usually aso na kailangan? Ano bang breed dito? Kailangan ba? Um, kasi meron ako mga natatanggap. Meron, uh, meron ako Shih Tzu. Gusto kong... Search and rescue yun. Maghanap yung chitsu ko or yung pug. I love my ba- I want my baby to rescue. So, pwede ba yun? Uh, Balib kung ititrain natin siya ng ano. Kasi meron tayong kasabihan na not all dogs can perform that kind of training. So, lahat ng dogs kasi meron tayong assessment kung pwede ba siya sa ganong training. So, hindi lahat kasi pwede. Pero sa breed, Um, ganun din mag-a-assess pa rin tayo ng dogs or breed kung pepede sila any breed naman is pepede kung papasa dun sa assessment halimbawa like um, Aspin 
So Aspen actually meron ng Philippine Coast Guard na uh, Aspen na search and rescue uh, noon. Nung, hindi ko lang alam ngayon kung nandun pa yung Aspen na yun. So pwede naman kung papasa sila doon sa assessment na pwede sila sa training na yun. Pero most of na dogs na pumapasa sa mga ganitong training is like the Belgian Malinois, German Shepherd, Beagle, Hound Dogs, Jack Russells. Pero hindi, hindi tayo magpo-focus na sa mga ganong breed kasi pwede naman yung ibang breed sa ganitong mga search and rescue. So may assessment lang tayo kung pwede ba siya dito. Kasi hindi rin naman lahat ng Belgian Malinois pwede sa training ng search and rescue. So, ganun lang. Uh, assessment pa rin doon sa aso kung pwede. Or kung kaya nila yung ganun training. Alright. That's uh, really interesting. So guys, you heard it from uh, a search and rescue uh, canine professional himself. Guys, hindi namin sinasabi na hindi pwede yung aso nyo um, kahit anong breed pa sila. Pero siguro, isipin nyo rin na muna Ano ba yung gusto ng aso nyo? Ano ba yung um, talent nila? And then, syempre, kahit na sabihin mong you see your dog having a talent, hindi naman ibig sabihin when you uh, try to go for the assessment, masas- ay, ano, papasa na kaagad siya doon sa, ano, sa test. Kasi kailangan meron muna siyang raw talent, meron siyang drive, I think, you know, na kakailanganin. And same thing with most... Um, service dog uh, job out there. Kasi, Aaron, di ba, ang dami nangangarap. Yes. Gusto nilang maging service dog ang golden retriever nila. Gusto nilang maging service yes. dog yun. Alaskan Malamute nila. The thing is, kanya-kanyang specialization yan. And then, um, there are some breeds na mas angat lang ng kaunti. Di ba? Like yes. the Malinois, like the Labradors, or golden retrievers. Mas angat lang sila ng konte pero hindi naman lahat papasa. Tapos nandoon pa yung commitment ng owner, di ba? Or ng yes. uh, ng team. So, you'd be amazed baka gawin mo ng profession mo yan because of the amount of training required just to be certified. Kaya ang sinasabi ko nga is uh, hindi pwedeng habi-habi lang ito. Kailangan talaga dedicated ka. And in any work, okay, for uh, that example is you need a lot of dedication. Okay. Uh, we're talking about the dogs, kung ano yung mga kailangan, uh, kung anong breed. Does it help if you get it from a really good breeder? Or uh, itong breeder na to, ito yung specialization niya na binibreed. O kahit na sinong tinamag-submit ng aso, tignan natin kung papasa. Papaano ba dun sa breeding standard? Kasi, syempre, mas mataas yun ano eh, yung chances, di ba? So, what are your thoughts about, mas maganda ba you breed for this uh, work? Or... Kahit na sino na lang, basta mag-assessment na lang tayo. Ano ba? Um, no, kasama pa rin dyan uh, yung breed ng aso or yung bloodlines. Kasi hindi din, uh, meron kasi mga bloodline na for, not for working dogs. So may mga breeder talaga na binread sila. Like Belgian Malinois. Merong mga nilabas na Belgian Malinois ngayon na for pet talaga. Na hindi ganun ka ka-active 
So, depende pa rin kasi sa breeder eh. Uh, actually, kung magkakaroon ka ng aso, ang sinasabi nga natin, ano bang gusto mo dun sa aso mo? Uh, ito ba for, for pet or for for canine, res- canine operation or rescue or something? Uh, bago ka magkaroon or mag-purchase ng isang aso, siyempre isipin mo muna kung saan mo ba siya gagamitin, pang ano ba siya or perfect ba para masaya ka lang o masaya yung family mo or gagamitin mo din to sa uh, makatulong sa bayan natin like uh, maging search and rescue dog or maging uh, detection dog na uh, explosive detection dogs or parerentahan mo siya something like that yung mga ganong ano pero nakaano pa rin diyan yung bloodlines kasi nandun din sa bloodlines yung uh, isang factor kasi yan yung bloodlines na kinukuha din namin or ina-assess din namin uh, para maging isang working dogs. Aha. And from my ano, from my understanding, tong mga magagandang or premium bloodlines na to, magaganda rin yung presyo nila no? So because they try to really hone in or breed into that line of work na talagang they are adept into any scenarios um balance yun aso hindi masyado mm. aggressive hindi masyado mayabang hindi rin naman matatakotin so bloodline is really really important pero kasi nga i have plans of uh ano i have future plans about magbi-breed din so how important is ano how how much weight when it comes to the assessment is the um the bloodline of the aso of the dog okay what well, i guess what i'm trying to say is pwede bang maging pet ang isang sar dog or hindi siya pwedeng maging pet kasi sa service dog training for the ano uh, differently abled ang classification nila dapat hindi sila pet kasi mag-iiba yung trabaho mag-iiba yung mentality ng isang uh, medical service dog so once you have a medical service dog hindi siya pet Okay? So, ano bang perspective nyo sa search and rescue? Ganon din ba? Pwede, uh, para sa akin, in my opinion, uh, kung sa search and rescue kasi, iba rin kasi sa medical side eh. So, sa search and rescue, uh, mas maganda kung pwede mo rin siya ipet. Kasi, parang, kung ikaw yung handler niya, body-body kayo eh. So, meet, gagamitan mo lang siya ng may time ng for paglalaro nyo at may time din para sa operation nyo. So, parang halimbawa, may, syempre, may banding din kayo. Kung personal dog mo yan, uh, syempre, pet mo yan. So, yun yung pinaka-banding nyo. Tapos, may time din uh, for operation, so, hindi mo pwede siyang, hindi pet ang turing mo sa kanya. So, depende sa'yo. Kung sa medical naman, like service dog, uh, yun talaga, uh, hindi mo pwedeng i- pet yung aso kasi ang trabaho talaga niya is medical uh, ano yung dog mo. So, yun yung difference nilang dalawa. So, actually, para sa akin, pwede rin naman yun. Kaso, yun nga, meron kayong uh, parang level of ano, uh, sa inyong dalawa. Kung time ba to na parang bonding nyo and time para sa trabaho. Uh, pwede naman yun. Alright, there you go. So, it's really ano, um, a ano, balancing act trying to keep the training. Pero yung nga, kailangan mer- alam ng aso yung oras ng trabaho. 
tsaka oras ng trabaho ay ah, ng ng laro, di ba? Yung parang ayoko matutulog lang ako. Pero again, it all boils down dun sa breeding ng aso, how stable the dog is. And yun yes. sa, sa medical kasi crucial to eh. Hindi mo pwedeng i-distract. Mm. Kaya ang sinasabi nila, guys, yes. pag meron medical service dog na kita kayo sa BGC, huwag niyo ipepet. They're not for petting. They are working, binabantayan niya yung hmm. patient niya o yung master niya o yung uh, pet parent niya. Kasi baka meron mangyari doon sa pet parent, madistract yung aso. Yari tayo doon. So, syempre, pag search and rescue, uh, I don't think meron naman gusto mag-pet sa nagtatrabahong team. No? Tsaka nandun naman yung mga handlers. <laughs> so, ay, wag niyo pong ipet. Okay, yun doon sa training na lang. Okay, yun actual training. Medyo magiging controversial tayo ng konti. <clears throat> Iba-iba kasi yung style ng pagtuturo. Di ba? Ito yes, na yun. Lagi natin pinag-uusapan. Yeah. Oo. Lagi natin pinag-uusapan offline. Hinuli ko talaga to kasi dito, medyo passionate ako dito. Tsaka alam ko, ikaw, meron ka din. Alam ko yung background na pinanggalingan mo, bro. So, uh, tsaka alam ko rin yung uh, ginagamit mo na ngayon. Kasi napapanood ko yung mga training mo with your Jack Russell uh, Terrier na, ano, na napakagaling talaga sa search and retrieval operation. Sakikita ko kung paano yun nagkahanap siya ng uh, mga bagay-bagay. Tapos, uh, ang reward niya yung bola. Di ba? So, siguro, simulan natin, um, ano ba yung method na ginagamit mo? Ikaw, personally, kasi meron mga ibang style eh. So, ikaw hmm. mismo, ano ba yung ginagamit mo na style sa pagtuturo for our search and rescue dogs? First of all, sa search and rescue dog, Ah, uh, train na ako ng pagkapanganak pa lang. Pagkapanganak nila, ah, uh, sineselective ko na doon kung sino yung pwedeng kong i-train in the future. So, umpisa na ng training niya pagkapanganak nung ah, uh, puppy eh. Inang days pa lang 'yan, tinitrain na 'yan. So, tinitrain ko na sila. Actually, ah, uh, bigay ko isang technique o kung bakit ko sila tinitrain ng Uh, day old pa lang, is yung tinatanggal ko sila sa dede nung nanay. At hahayaan ko silang hanapin ulit yung dede nung nanay niya. So, isang way yon para makita mo doon, uh, ma-assess mo pa lang doon sa mga papis sa mga papi na yon kung sino yung pwede sa search and rescue or sa detection training yung isang papi na bagong panganak. So, kung sino yung pinakamabilis kumanap nung dede is may point ka na doon. So, pwede mo nang habang lumalaki siya, pwede mo na siyang bigyan ng training na madadali. So, doon pa lang sa training na yun, hindi mo na siya hindi mo na siya pwedeng gamitan ng negative reinforcement. So, kasi bata pa lang tinetraining mo na siya. So, magiging alam mo na kung alam din na niya kung ano yung gusto mo na mangyari sa kanya. Unlike kung bibigyan ka ng aso na adult na, so syempre wala kayong bonding nun, uh, sometimes nabibigyan mo siya ng negative uh, reinforcement sa training kasi syempre hindi pa kayo bond. Kumbaga, ilang araw pa lang kayo or ilang linggo pa lang kayong nagsasama. So hindi pa kayo talaga bond sa isa't isa. So yung training ni approach mo, uh, syempre, kung bibigyan mo siya ng puro positive reinforcement, uh, medyo ano yan, uh, mas sa, para sa akin, okay yan. Bigyan mo ng positive reinforcement, positive siya. 
So maraming way ng positive like uh, uh, bigyan mo ng toys, bigyan mo ng treats. Uh, depende kung ano yung gusto nung training mo eh. Kung saan siya masaya. So bawat trainer kasi titingnan mo kung saan ba masaya tong ason to. Sambang, ano ba yung gusto niya? So susundan mo rin yun. So yun pa nga, the, isa sa mga method ko is yung pagkapanganak pa lang. Uh, tinitrain na natin yan. So, para in the future, mas madali. At saka hindi mo na talaga bibigyan niya ng negative reinforcement kasi from puppy pa lang, natrain mo na siya hanggang sa lumaki. Unlike sa yung adult na ititraining mo na hindi sa'yo lumaki, is uh, sometimes mabibigyan mo talaga sila ng uh, negative reinforcement, kumbaga. So, yun. Ano ba, ano ba yung negative reinforcement? Uh, yun yung mga... Uh, bibigyan mo siya ng uh, konting choke or bibigyan mo siya ng medyo mataas na boses. Uh, yun yung isa sa mga negative reinforcement. So sa positive reinforcement naman, is yun yung binibigay mo laging masayang. Uh, bibigyan mo siya ng treats, bibigyan mo siya ng toy. Yung sound mo, yung boses mo is laging masaya. So parang nati-trigger yung ano nila na lalo silang sumasaya at lalo nilang nagugustuhan yung training mo at yung method mo. So para sa akin is yung uh, positive reinforcement lagi ang mas magandang approach sa mga dogs. There you go. So even in comes when it comes to training uh, search and rescue dogs or service dogs, kailangan talaga it's very important na you keep their motivation up. And you use a lot of positive reinforcement. Pero siyempre, kaunting punishment, di ba? Uh, na, yes. Pero very minimal lang ito. Kasi, minimal uh, lang. Ano huwag ano lang, ano lang, yung... Huwag lang yung masyadong uh, uh, nakikita ko sa ibang ibang trainer na medyo may pagka ano yung negative yung kanilang uh, pagbibigay ng punishment. Kumbaga parang punishment na kasi yung iba eh. So... Hindi, minsan mas maganda pa rin yung positive eh, kasi mas natututo yung aso at saka mas masaya yung aso. So kung masaya yung aso, mas nai-imprint sa mind nila na ganito yung gagawin nila. Unlike sa negative kasi parang nakoconfuse sila eh kung bakit mo sila binibigyan ng negative reinforcement. So mas maganda pa rin talaga yung positive kasi mas naiintak sa mind nila or naiimprint sa mind nila yung uh, gusto mong mangyari in a positive way. Uh, Siyempre, nandun yung risk na parang okay, meron kang magandang bloodline na aso tapos itetrain mo ng uh, ganitong klaseng trabaho na they will be searching for <clears throat> cadaver, they will be searching for uh, illegal explosives or uh, ano, um, illegal drugs, di ba? So, pag nasobrahan mo na yung punishment, takot na sila, hindi na nila gagawin yun or parang ano na sila, they're much more concerned about uh, how to keep myself uh, safe from being punished kesa uh, mag-focus sila doon sa hinahanap nila, di ba? So, ganun yun. Meron ka na ba na experience na parang dumating sa yung aso from another team or another trainer na parang, yes. teka, parang medyo nasira tong aso, ha? sayang. Yes, uh, uh, merong ano, tinatawag naming uh, avoidance. Nagkakaroon sila ng avoidance. So, sa search pa lang makikita mo or paghawak mo pa lang ng aso. Uh, kumbaga, kapag stranger ka, binigay sa'yo, parang, halimbawa, isa na yung ano, pagbahag ng buntot. 
di ba? Pagbaba ng buntot niya. So, yun, isa na yun. Parang takot siya sa environment. So, medyo mahirap i-backtrack yun eh. Uh, yun yung pinakamahirap gawin sa mga trainers, yung backtracking para mawala yung avoidance ng isang aso. Uh, actually, umaabot yan ng ilang months para mawala yung avoidance niya. So, yun yung pinakamahirap, yung backtracking sa pagtuturo. Ayan. Alright, siguro, uh, final words, um, Aaron. Well, you're still training pet dogs, di ba? Yes, I'm still uh, training uh, pet dogs. Okay. Pero nagbibreed ka din ba ng Jack Russell? Yes, I'm also a breeder ng Jack Russells. Uh, yan. Ayan. So, kung meron ka interested ng, uh, interested sa Jack Russell Terrier, ito. Kung meron ng lineage yung aso niya, proven na na matatalino to kasi hindi naman pwedeng uh, basta-bastang aso na lang ang ipapasok mo sa ano sa search and rescue. Pero siguro um, anong comment mo muna doon sa mga ibang breeders natin diyan na backyard breeder anong comment mo doon as a fellow breeder yourself, Aaron? Ang ang important ito lang masasabi ko sa uh, sa atin uh, kung gusto niyo magkaroon ng dogs or pets Uh, ano ba gusto nyo sa kanila? Yun muna yung unang isipin nyo. Ano bang gusto nyo sa kanila? Uh, ano bang gusto nyo gawin? So, yun una agad yung questions. Hindi yung ano, um, meron akong aso dito, binili ko for parang one year old pa lang, eh, si bibrid ko na, or first hit pa lang, binibrid na agad. Tapos pagka nanganak, is uh, bebenta na agad. So, sa amin kasi, uh, hindi ko tinatolerate yung mga ganong ano eh, uh, breeding eh. Kasi nasisira yung bloodlines ng mga dogs. So, katulad ko ngayon, isa akong breeder, uh, binibreed ko lang sila kung binibreed ko sila, ini-improve ko yung bloodline nila. Kasi kung hindi mo i-improve yun, uh, breed ka lang ng breed, uh, anong saysay ng breeding mo, di ba? Kaya ka nga nag-breed is because to improve your breeding, uh, to improve the dogs, kung anong capabilities na pwedeng, pwede mong gawin doon sa aso na breeding mo. So, yun yung mga isa sa mga dapat uh, uh, iniisip natin lagi. Anong gusto mo sa dogs mo? Anong balak mo sa dog mo? Pero wag naman sana yung uh, breed ka lang ng breed is for money. So, dapat Uh, if you're a true breeder, uh, improve mo yung breeding stocks mo. So, yun yung uh, para sa akin, in my opinion. There you go. Thank you so much, Aaron. So, yung nga, no? parang everyday ata, no? we see posts na parang uh, for adoption, for rehoming. Yes, sinasabi nila for adoption, for rehoming, pero ano yan? Ano lang yun? Uh, It's a play with words. It's really for sale because they don't care about yes. your background. If you're able to care for the dog, kung anong purpose mo, wala silang pangalam doon. They just, well, at least most, okay, na makikita nyo online, they are just after the sale. Okay? So, ito yung mga ugali ng mga breeder na gusto natin yun uh, na ginagawa ni 
teacher Aaron dito is hindi niya tinotolerate yung mga indiscriminate breeding. Kailangan talaga planado at mayroong purpose. And um, siguro mas maganda kung kukuha tayo sa mga breeder katulad ni Aaron na alam yung ginagawa, pinagplanuhan. And from the background pa lang ni teacher Aaron nga na ating engage sa sa illegal na uh, activity of um, fighting and now he is a professional kasi he has been enlightened kung ano yung tama ano yung dapat for our dear dogs and ito as we round out uh, round up our show teacher Aaron sino yung aso na meron ng nahanap ng mga cadaver Uh, si Jack yan. Uh, si Jack is, uh, ang may-ari nun ay si Jeffy Rams. So, pinagkatiwala sa akin yun at tinrain, tinrain namin uh, maging isang cadaver dog. Uh, actually, anak yan ni Jasper ko eh. Uh, nung uh, isa kong aso din na si Jasper na maraming trainings din na pinagdaanan. So, isa yun sa mga bloodline ko na kinuha ko, hinanap ko talaga. Kasi kailangan ko yung bloodline nila eh para sa search and rescue. So, yun nga, uh, na-train namin and yun nga, naka, siya yung nakaantabay sa amin dito sa 107.4 uh, Philippine Coast Guard Auxiliary and sa Top K9. So, nakaantabay lang yung si Jack dito for in case na merong search and retrieval. Uh, specialty niya is uh, HRD, human remains. So, mapagkakatiwalaan natin si Jack uh, doon. Kasi doon nga sa... Sila, siya din yung kasama natin na last year sa nawawalang piloto at saka yung bumagsak na Cessna plane sa Aurora. Siya din yung ano, uh, kasama namin doon, kasama ko doon na nag-search and retrieval sa Aurora. And ito pa nga, yung sa nung Nito lang taon na to yung nalunod na dalawang babae sa Kalamba. Ayun, ah. uh, dalawang babae siya na teenager na nalunod. So, yun, nahanap uh, din ng ating uh, canine dog na si Jack. So, yun, malaking tulong din yun dito sa Region 4A na makapag-ambag uh, kami. sa bayan ng Kalamba. So, congratulations uh, and uh, well done to uh, uh, Jeffrey Rams. Uh, siya pala yung original na pet parent, pero that's a good training on your part then, teacher Aaron. And it's nice to know na meron palang mga aso na mapapagkatiwalaan na hero dog, consider na hero dog. I understand and it's really unfortunate na we lost uh, two lives na nalunod doon sa incident na yon. Pero it's nice to know na may mapapagkatiwalaan who can search uh, the bodies or the remains at may balik sa kanilang pamilya. So what you're doing, Aaron, is really quite noble uh, and laki. And this is a big redeeming um, factor for you when you started your career. Uh, doing uh, dog fighting ring and now you're actually helping the community and dedicating your life your career doing this and then also improving improving the 
breeding stock for our Jack Russell Terrier. Okay, so uh, Teacher Aaron, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can in touch with my Facebook account, uh, Aaron Lilo Driga. You can message me anytime. Maraming maraming salamat po sa ano sa pagtanggap ng aming imbitasyon sa show. Pero meron ako isang huling ano katanungan, okay? Sino tong aso na to na nagpabago ng buhay mo or nag-improve kung ano man ang impluwensya na naibigay niya sa So, Teacher Aaron, who is the dog behind the human for you? Uh, si Jasper, my Jack Russell Terrier. Uh, siya yung talagang ano eh, uh, nagpabago ng buhay ko. Uh, at saka na doon ko rin nakita yung, yung ano ko sa pagtitraining na meron pala akong ganito. Uh, marunong pala akong mag-train ng dog. So, yun. Right. Siya, siya talaga. Tsaka siya din yung pinanggalingan ng breeding ng mga Jack Russell ko. Okay. So, maraming salamat, Teacher Aaron. Again, hopefully we can invite you in the future. So, and guys, thank you yes, po sa mga nakinig. And now for the Barking News. Meet Tucson, a stray dog who became Prime Hyundai's newest car consultant. Sadly, you'll have to go to Brazil to do business with him. In a post originally posted on autoblog.com, in the midst of crummy news seemingly everywhere, we have one that's thoroughly heartwarming. A Hyundai dealer in Brazil has gained worldwide fame after adopting a stray dog and bringing him in to the dealership as a car consultant to spend time with the sales staff and customers. According to Brazilian news outlet A Gazeta, the manager of Prime Hyundai, Emerson Mariano, found the dog a couple of months ago. Another Brazilian news agency, ES360, reports that the manager started giving him food, water, and shelter. And as the dog stuck around, he and the staff became fond of him. That led to the manager adopting him permanently, and he named Tucson after Hyundai's small crossover. Tucson is apparently about a year old, and he has been taken to the vet for all his necessary shots. Since becoming part of Prime Hyundai's family, he has received a variety of dapper accessories, including ties and a piece of a tuxedo, along with his own employee badge. He spends the day at the dealership where the employees recently put together his own doghouse. He has an Instagram account that has over 124,000 followers, but more important, it also has photos of him at the dealership. A. Gazeta also noted that he will be featured in some advertisements. Mariano also told ES360 that he was happy to give Tucson a home since he has noticed a lot of pets becoming homeless in the wake of the pandemic. From the Barking News, we are happy that Tucson found a home too, one that seems to love him quite a bit. In another news, originally posted on newshub.co.nz, Virgin Australia steps in to help dog complete its 17,000-kilometer journey home. 
a ducks and puppy named Pipsqueak, has officially been reunited with her Australian family after a last-minute hurdle almost ended the dog's 17,000-kilometer journey home. In March, Pipsqueak joined her family Zoe and Guy Elbeck, along with their children, on a four-year sailing adventure around the Pacific Ocean. When COVID-19 struck, the family had to urgently return to Australia, but were unable to bring Pip, as she is affectionately known with them. Over the next five months, strangers all over the U.S. cared for Pip until last week when he began her long journey home to Sydney via North, South Carolina, Los Angeles, Oakland, and then Melbourne. But the journey home had to be paused in Melbourne because all freight flights to Sydney were fully loaded due to coronavirus or COVID-19 border restrictions. Determined not to let the dog be pipped at the post, Virgin Australia booked her on the next available service to Sydney. In a video of her reunion released by the airline, Pip's owners, Zoe and Guy Elbeck, appear ecstatic to have the family back together again. She has been part of our family and it's been five months and that's a long time to miss anybody, Zoe said, wiping away tears in one part of the footage. I just can't believe we got her home. This was such a team effort, according to Virgin Australia's group general manager for cargo, Glenn Maloney. The airline was thrilled to have played a part in reuniting the much-loved dog with her family after many months and thousands of kilometers apart. He was glad to ensure the Duxons' hopes weren't dashed at the last minute. Pipsqueak is just one of the more than 30,000 pets that Virgin Australia transports each year. And now, for our dog code of the day. There is no psychiatrist in the world like a puppy licking your face. From Ben Williams. And that's it for today's episode. Please, don't forget to follow us on our social media pages like Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search for Dog Coach Francis on those three platforms. Aside from Spotify, you can also catch The Dog Behind the Human on other audio streaming platforms like Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Again, this has been your host, Dog Coach Francis, and like I always say, keep healthy, keep safe, and don't forget to pet your dog. <laughs>